0: stir me from my slumber. I'm the Eternal Dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 75 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Wow, 75 episodes, okay? Main episodes. Obviously, there's been more than it has been more than 75 episodes of the podcast if you count the bonus episodes and stuff. But this is episode 75. We have reached episode 75 of Dragon Ball Super. So uh, congrats to everybody who hung in there and stayed the course and watched every episode and listened to every episode of the podcast. Uh, thank you guys for sticking with me this whole time. It's been one hell of a journey getting here. Um, from episode 0 to 25, I was, you know, feeling a little bit unsure about things, and then once we got to 25, started to feel better, 25 to 50, and now 50 to 75, and the, the listeners, the listening base has grown a pretty good bit since then, so I definitely want to welcome everyone who's just come along and, and say a big thank you to all of you guys, and a big thank you to um, those of you who have been around since the very start. Um, this has obviously been a very long journey, and it hasn't been easy coming back. More or less every single week for 75 weeks, you know, give or take a few weeks for holidays and shit like that. (laughs) But that's a lot of hours of me talking and a lot of hours of you guys listening. And that takes a lot of uh, patience. And and I'm glad you guys find something entertaining enough to keep coming back uh, week after week. And hopefully we'll see another 25 episodes, you know, and we'll be celebrating a big one hundred. Pretty, uh, pretty soon. I say pretty soon, but that's literally like six months from now or <laughs> something. So. A lot can definitely happen between now and then, but for now, we'll remain optimistic. And I just ask that you guys please keep sharing the podcast. Please keep giving me feedback. Please keep giving me positive ratings and anything you can do to help uh, show your love. Uh, with that being said, um, this is the 75th episode spectacular. Now, it's not going to be as spectacular as it probably would have been had i had more time like i I think i mentioned this before i just started a new job so my schedule has been more crazy than normal i didn't get to do everything that i would have liked to have done this episode is more or less going to be a normal episode except uh we're going to have a, a couple of emails to read here first that'll generate some new conversation and then we're going to the episode talk as usual but the way we're going to do it for this is that the bonus uh 75th episode sort of things will come um separate from this episode right so if you like the facebook page facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast you've already seen the first bonus thing which is a video remember i have a youtube channel now so go to youtube search rock the dragon podcast you will find a youtube channel there consisting of several videos i just posted a new video remember i got an email from a listener named tracy who was asking me about my thoughts about dragon ball fighters some theories maybe about potential characters coming out what i think about dlc my history with the game etc i made a full video talking about all that and even showing some of it okay so you can find that on youtube as well as the facebook page if you go to the youtube tab uh yeah i just kind of go through my history with the game so far i even include footage of some matches that i fought online okay at the very end you could find a pretty intense match between me and someone else the best of five i won't tell you how it turns out you just got to go watch and 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 check it out but that is the first sort of bonus thing for episode 75 is a 35 minute epic video (laughs) okay so don't ever say i don't do a lot for you Uh, So please, by all means, go check that out and make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you have not done so already, make sure you click like on that video. Make sure you share it, comment, whatever you can do to help me. That will make it much more likely we will make it to episode 100. Okay. so please continue that. Now, in addition to that, uh, I haven't forgotten about the commentary tracks. Those are still coming uh, really soon. I'm going to do one for History of Trunks. I'm going to do one for Dragon Ball Evolution. I just got a new idea for how I may do the Dragon Ball Evolution one, though. So that one may still take a couple days to get out. History of Trunks should be up very soon. I may even do another one that I haven't been talking about. So you guys are going to get several bonus sort of things just to say thank you. And to help celebrate Episode 75. So I appreciate all your support so far and everything like that. Now, with that being said, we kind of have a lot of stuff to talk about here so we're gonna go ahead and jump into what are you saying for this week okay so um if you have any questions comments concerns about anything uh send me an email at rock at gmail.com or you can hit me up on facebook facebook.com slash rock dragon podcast now that being said uh i've got an email here from belky uh very nice to hear from you brand new listener according to this email obviously i always welcome new listeners Glad to have you. Welcome aboard. Belky writes. uh, So this is what I'm saying. Hi, Tim. My name is Belky. I'm I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that I love your podcast. I just discovered you three days ago and I'm already in episode 51. I'm a big DB and DBZ fan. I grew up watching both. I have seen all the episodes from DB to DBS dub. I can't get enough. And I feel that with your podcast, my experience with DBS is 100 times better. My only complaint is that people keep forgetting that in the last episode of Dragon Ball Z, Pan is already a kid. What is your opinion about this? And here is where where Belki um, put a link to uh, a YouTube clip consisting of the end of Dragon Ball Z. First of all, thank you so much for writing in. Uh, thank you for the compliments. So you, <laughs> I got your email on August 7th. So you're telling me that on between August 4th and August 7th, you listen to 51 episodes of my podcast. I'm not saying that's not I'm not saying I don't believe you. What I'm saying is that if you did that, then you're that's fucking impressive. And I should send you a prize <laughs> just for that. So if that's what you're saying. Holy shit. That's awesome. So thank you so much for listening. And, you know, anyone who can listen to my voice for that long, you know, is all right by me. And I'm glad you're a big DBZ fan, as all of us, and I'm, I'm glad I make your your experience with Dragon Ball Super a lot better with the podcast that, you know, when I set out to do this, you know, that's what I set out to do. I'm just a guy, I'm just a fan like everyone else, right? And I just said, hey, I'm going to come on here, I'm going to talk about the show every week, hopefully someone will listen. 75 episodes later, you know, I see that a lot of people have, have, have started to listen, and I can't be more happy about it. Uh, so that's that's great. Okay, so you say here your your only complaint is that people keep forgetting that in the last episode of Dragon Ball Z, Pan is already a kid. What is your opinion about this? Okay, Belky, so I, I'm gonna assume what you're referring to by this is that uh yeah, in the okay, so in the last episode of Dragon Ball Z, Pan is like a little she's not a baby, right? She's like a little girl. She walks, she talks, she she's even competing in the world martial arts tournament. Now, it sounds to me like you're unaware of this because this is something that even if you listen to the early episodes of the podcast, I didn't realize this either. Because unless you actively sort of keep up with behind the scenes and if you, you know, just kind of remember everything that happened in Dragon Ball Z, you probably didn't forget this. But I completely forgot until later on myself. But uh, so at the end of Dragon Ball Z, there's a time jump, Right. So Majin Buu, Kid Buu is defeated, and then Dragon Ball Z jumps ahead 10 years, right? It takes place 10 years later after Buu is defeated. This is the end of Dragon Ball Z that I'm talking about. So when you come back, you see that Trunks is grown up, Goten is older, Oob is around, Pan is walking, talking, fighting, etc. Now, what I didn't realize early on is that Dragon Ball Super takes place within that 10 year span of time. Right. So that's the reason why Pan is a talking, fighting kid in Dragon Ball Z is because that hasn't happened yet. Right. That episode of Dragon Ball Z takes place after Dragon Ball Super 10 years later. I know. I know. I know. Right. Because for me, it's one of those things to where, like, you know, I probably only seen the final episode of Dragon Ball Z a handful of times. Right. Because it's not one of those episodes you go back and rewatch a lot. It's not one of, you know, it's not like, you know, whenever, I don't know, Goku blows the top half of Perfect Cell's body off. It's not one of those moments that you go back and watch over and over and over again. So it becomes easier to forget that kind of stuff. But yeah, there is a 10 year sort of time jump and Dragon Ball Super takes place within that 10 year span of time. Now, it's not, I'm not, everything probably doesn't line up perfectly, you know, because With the end of Dragon Ball Z, there doesn't appear to be any sort of um, inclination that Goku is Super Saiyan Blue or any of that shit that happened (laughs) in Super. But that's because, well, at the time Dragon Ball Z was out, Dragon Ball Super was probably not even a remote idea in Akira Toriyama's mind. Right. But it is still sort of vague enough to where they have plenty of time to try to make all that stuff make sense, you know, later on to where it could still kind of tie in. And not only that. It also opens the possibility that Dragon Ball GT could still be canon, too, because I don't know if they've ever said beyond a shadow of a doubt, you know, if that's that that's not canon. Because I assume that they were just erasing Dragon Ball GT from history when they made Super, but then finding out that Super takes place within that 10 year span of time in Z that still opens a possibility of Dragon Ball GT happening. I think it's pretty safe to assume it's not canon because no one wants it to be. (laughs) But it still all kind of fits timeline wise if you think about it like that. Um, So yeah, I hope that clears it up for you, right? The reason why Pan is a kid at the end of Dragon Ball Z is because Dragon Ball Super happens before that episode happens, okay? Anyway. Thank you so much for writing in. If you have any other questions or confusion about anything, I'll try to answer it. And if not, someone else, one, <laughs> one of the other listeners, listeners will write in and, uh, and and he'll clear that up for us. OK, next uh, email here is from Andrew. Andrew, my uh, longtime listener, a former uh, Republic City Report listener. Andrew writes, Hola, Tim. I was just listening to your episode 74 and you asked about my hero. For what it's worth i think my hero is definitely worth a watch i'm picky about what shows i watch but i absolutely love every episode of my hero all characters in it have great development and it's really just a fun and humorous show on a side note i think attack on titan peaked in season one so i wouldn't feel too rushed to get back into that definitely prioritize my hero I think you already know my answer to this, but I think Dragon Ball Z is overall way better in the main story, but I agree with the other email that the humor and filler is definitely better in Super. Definitely check out My Hero, though, when you get a moment. Keep up the good work. Andrew. Parentheses, the first Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I have more than one Andrew now that, that writes in, so Andrew, always good to hear from you. I think I have another email here from you in a minute that I'll get to, but... Uh, Yeah, I was mentioning recently that, uh, you know, I've been hearing a lot about My Hero Academia, right? I'm sure a lot of you guys probably watched that. I was asking, is it something that I should watch? Andrew says, fuck, yeah, you should definitely watch it. Okay, enough said. I'll watch it. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll give it a shot. And, um, you know, I'll come on here at some point, just give you guys my opinion on it, if if that's what you want. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to know that. a lot of people are enjoying that show because i've definitely been hearing a lot about it and say so you also agree that uh that dragon ball z is better in story but super is better with humor and filler yeah i mean i i think I, w- I would agree with that also that that sounds about right uh and you say attack on titan peaked in season one uh that's i'm sad to hear that i'm sorry to hear that but uh you know it definitely is definitely an interesting story that i i'd like to revisit at some point so i definitely will try to get it at some point so andrew thanks a lot we'll get back to you in just a minute next email here is from rick blackbeard haven't heard from you in a while man hope you're doing good uh rick writes hey tim rick blackbeard here and damn it's been a while haven't gone anywhere just got behind in the episodes and the podcast but caught up just in time for the big episode 75 of the podcast i love the trunks arc and the filler episodes are not bad at all i have so much to say about all of it since for me it's like you just talked about it but i won't waste the listeners time since you covered it already So here's some stuff about episode 74 of the podcast. So I feel as someone who has seen all of Dragon Ball Super, the sub, I still feel that DBZ is way better. But there are some episodes coming up eventually that the animation is better than anything in Dragon Ball Z and in Dragon Ball Super so far. And the guy who emailed last week will know what bad bad animation is once he sees how amazing these are. Maybe for episode 75, if you're still looking for ideas, maybe talk about Game of Thrones. I know you said it's your favorite show right now, so I would love to hear what you thought of it so far or theories for the last season or talk about some other shows you watched or even shows you watch now. Attack on Titan season one or two or on Hulu sub and dub and season three is on there, too. But I think just the sub. So last thing on the commentary, I watched a few on YouTube for Star Wars. And what they did is they paused the DVD slash Blu-ray at a certain spot and set up the camera on them on the couch and did a video commentary. So it's more like a watch along. And since no footage is seen, it won't be flagged. You can put that footage on the YouTube page that I'm really digging and put the audio for the podcast. Just an idea. That's it for now. Looking forward to episode 75. Rick so good to hear from me it's been a while uh so yeah let's see here uh okay so you say yeah i've heard that before i've heard that the animation that is coming pretty much in the second half of dragon ball super is pretty incredible uh pretty much throughout the end of the series i mean that's what i hear and you were saying that okay if we you if We thought what we saw so far was good in some of the episodes that we haven't seen anything yet, basically. And that's that's great. I mean, I've I've seen, you know, clips of things to come. I don't really know any major details, but I have seen some clips. And from what I've seen, it does look amazing. I mean, I've noticed at the end, the art style has changed slightly. You know, I remember there being some sort of a. heavier darker outlines around the characters and stuff like that so i'm, I'm ready to get into all of that <laughs> i'm ready to get into all of that so uh i'm sorry i won't really get to talk about game of thrones for you game of thrones is probably my favorite live action tv show on television right now but i'm just not really prepared to kind of jump into that just just know this i fucking love it <laughs> I, I love it i mean i love everything about it and i'm super pumped for the the final season It's bittersweet that it's coming to an end, but all good things must come to an end. And uh, the best things have a a beginning, middle and an end. You know, if it's a show that goes on for 20 years, it's probably not even good anymore. You know, so at some point you do have to stop. And uh, I'm sure there'll be some spinoffs and stuff like that that they're talking about. So it'll be pretty exciting to see what comes of that. Uh, And you're also listed some outlets where I can find attack on Titan. So that's cool. And as far as the suggestion for how to handle the commentary, I'm taking your I'm considering your suggestion with Dragon Ball Evolution. Maybe there will be a video associated with that. okay? Uh, because that one I feel like would make more sense to make a video for versus, say, history of trunks. You know, I mean, we all love history of trunks. Right. So I can probably just get away with just doing a audio version of that but the you know we'll we'll, we'll see (laughs) we will see okay rick thanks so much for the email let's go up on to back to andrew andrew writes hola again tim my first email i sent you while in the middle of listening to the episode but you sparked a couple more things i wanted to say by the time i actually finished listening to it So you have been talking about whether or not DBZ or DBS is objectively better. And I think you mentioned that your belief that DBZ is better may be a bit tinted by nostalgia. That reminded me of something I learned this summer that you may find interesting. My family went on vacation this summer with my uncle and my much younger cousins who are 15 and 11. I only see them about once a year, but sometime in the last year, the 11 year old actually got into Dragon Ball. And I mean, like, really into it, apparently, because he says he's watched like all of Dragon Ball Z and Super and even most of Dragon Ball. I'm kind of hoping he first got into it before I previously saw him over a year ago. Otherwise, that's a lot of television. But regardless, he found out that I really liked DBZ when I was his age and wanted to talk about it for half the trip, which was totally cool with me because I love geek talk. But you might be interested to know that the 11 year old said DBZ is definitely better. I'm not sure if I was surprised or not, but I do think it's a little funny that a kid born in 2007 went back and watched all the episodes from way, way before he was even born. I know there's cases of that with my generation too, of course, but it kind of puts in perspective for me. Anyways, I thought you might appreciate that. I have a question for you as well. Sorry, it might get a little long. Do you have a particularly nostalgic episode of Dragon Ball Z? When I was real young, I only ever had one VHS of Dragon Ball Z episodes, so naturally I would watch it over and over when DBZ wasn't actually on TV. The episode was Gohan's Metamorphosis, and it was after Piccolo threw him out into the wilderness as training during that time period between Raditz and Vegeta. And Gohan ends up getting chased by big dinosaurs, nearly freezing and making friends with a little dinosaur that he names Icarus, I think which ends up getting killed and eaten later. Is there any episode, a couple of episodes that jumps out to you in a similar way? Uh, Andrew, thanks again for writing in. Okay, let's see. Um, Yeah, okay. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, just the fact that you had a little cousin who was 11 years old, (laughs) who recently watched all this Dragon Ball. And not only that, feels that Dragon Ball Z was superior to super. So obviously that's, you know, that's, you know, not everyone's going to feel that way, but I I think it's I think that there's a very good reason for that. I mean, obviously Dragon Ball Z has way more action, and I just think that, you know, it, you know, I was probably I was I wasn't 11 when I started watching Dragon Ball Z. I think I was more like maybe 14 or something, but the same reasons that he fell in love with Dragon Ball Z as an 11-year-old today, probably the same reasons I fell in love with it back when I was 14. I mean, it's just you know, it's just the, you can't find action like that anywhere else. I mean, Dragon Ball Z is the the biggest and greatest action cartoon anime of all time. And I don't think it's a stretch to say that, you know, I don't think I mean, that's a lot of people would agree with that. And uh, I think as a kid, you know, especially a little boy, you're probably going to latch on to something like that. And, and super super in a lot of ways is, is certainly a lot more kid friendly, but you know it can be you know for 11 year old it probably probably just wants to see someone get <laughs> you know their, their get their arm ripped off or something like that i mean i know i like that kind of shit myself so i think that's super cool and yeah i mean i mean we all do that though right i mean you're saying that you just you're super like just impressed that a kid went back and watched something that came out before he was born well dragon ball z came out before i was born i think technically. you know what I mean? Or at least somewhere around. I was definitely really young. I'm talking about when it like first came out in Japan. Like, I'm pretty sure I wasn't born either. So we all kind of did that. We've all gone back and watched a show that came out before we were born. And that's a testament to dragon ball Z. And that is just that incredible. I remember, and this kind of goes into um, the next part of your question, you know, as far as there being any episode or episodes that are very nostalgic for me. Well, just the first you know 15 or so episodes of of the series honestly i mean because when i first started watching dragon ball z and i've talked about this before it was still the ocean dub on cartoon network okay meaning for those of you who don't know what the ocean dub is you know you can do a quick google search and find that out but you know none of the actors and stuff like that that we know that do the voices of these characters now it was completely different voice actors when it first came out and also completely different music okay so when I first saw watching Dragon Ball Z, it was the Ocean Dub. Now, I've said this before. I completely love, love, love the Funimation Dub. <laughs> I love Sean Schimmel. I love Christopher Sabat. But God damn it, I love the Ocean Dub too. And, and the nostalgia is a part of that, right? Because you're asking about nostalgic episodes. That's part of the reason. Because when I first started watching the show, that is what it was. So every time I see those old drawings of Vegeta, <laughs> you know, base Vegeta, like the one that just came out in Dragon Ball FighterZ, uh, where he's very short with the big hair and he's got the sand armor on, you know, and Nappa. And I think about the Ocean Dub. I think about those voices. I think about Brian Drummond doing the voice of Vegeta. I think about the Ocean Dub music. That is super nostalgic for me. So every time like I said that is something that that's a there's a feeling that I get when I see and hear those clips that I just don't get anywhere else so for you where it was more so you know a specific episode for me it was more so a, a series of episodes that kind of trigger that emotion for me and that feeling now in addition to that I mean gosh there are obviously a lot of moments later on that happened too I mean obviously all of the transformations gohan you know going level two is one of the most emotional scenes i've ever fucking experienced you know i mean that that shit would make you tear up you know watching that uh so there's definitely it's definitely a lot in there but yeah i would definitely say the the very beginning of dragon ball z ocean dub kind of triggers that that feeling for me so i hope that answers your question buddy okay we've got uh two more emails here and then we're gonna jump into the episode talk. The next email here is from Jalen. Jalen, nice to hear from you again. Says, what's the word, Tim? I'm going to start off by saying that this filler arc, in my opinion, is the best arc in Dragon Ball Super. It is filled with character moments that are more than just fan service, unlike the upcoming arc. All of these episodes do some sort of development or give quality moments for those characters who aren't Goku and Vegeta. Second topic being Gohan. I want to know how you feel about how Gohan has been portrayed in Super. I think him being a career driven family man is well in line with his character. Although him being so weak really doesn't make sense, regardless of the explanation they eventually give. Gohan is not really a fighter. He only fights when there is no other option. And even then he doesn't do the best job. And with Goku being alive, it gives him even more of a reason to not fight. I mean, he didn't train for seven years, even though he was Earth's best best defense. If that doesn't show you someone isn't interested in fighting, I don't know what would. But I am very interested in your perspective on his character and would like to hear it. Keep up the good work, man. Thank you. Jalen. thank you so much for, for writing in again. Uh, good to hear from you again. Uh, I do agree. This filler arc has been pretty good. It's been pretty solid. I mean, even this episode, episode 75, was a pretty solid episode. You know, they've been doing a pretty good job lately of just letting us spend more char- time with some of the characters we haven't been seeing very much and like being very nostalgic and we'll get more into that in a minute but that happened with episode 75 um so let's see here Gohan. okay so uh, i forget what episode it was but i think i did talk about this uh in detail once before but with gohan i think you i mean you're right It, it it definitely makes sense that he would not want to fight so there's nothing really unusual about that i think um I just think I think overall people were just sort of disappointed by the fact that, you know, even when, you know, <laughs> even when kind of pushed into it, like, let's say, for example, whenever Frieza showed up. I mean, it was just I just think the way the writers handled it probably wasn't the best, you know, and, and it didn't help that the animation was very tel- terrible at that point <laughs> either, because, you know, I somewhere there are screenshots of Gohan being just fucking skeleton thin and just being you know, he just didn't look very good i mean the way they drawing him now looks way better but early on his hair was different he was super skinny they had him in a weird green track suit for some reason but if you look at gohan like in episode 75 well that looks like gohan that looks like the same gohan from dragon ball z So I think like over time, they started to learn exactly what they were doing wrong with him. And now they're working on improving it because just having him featured more so in episode 74 and 73 was good. And then even in 75, he's back again and we get to see him fight. We get to see him spar with Goku, which was super cool. So, I I mean, yeah, it makes perfect sense that Gohan does not want to fight. He's always been like that. He's always been very gentle, but he's always, you know, when he got pushed, he was sort of still willing to do what he needed to do and i guess we just haven't really seen a really good example of that yet 75 episodes in you know i think had they found something to do with him by now that was interesting maybe people wouldn't have felt the way that they did but i hear that it changes i hear that in the future of the of the show gohan becomes way more active (laughs) and he becomes a lot more like the gohan that we kind of wish that he was was his whole time uh, so that's pretty much my opinion on it I mean you're right he didn't train for seven years so he yeah I mean it, it it makes sense I don't I don't really have a problem with gohan I mean I don't um I just wish i my biggest problem is that we weren't spending much time with him and then when we were seeing him it wasn't really anything interesting so I like the fact that they even if, even if they have to bring him into great salmon. <laughs> You know, that's still we're still spending time with Gohan. So that I appreciate. But that's I feel like I went into way more detail of that with that on another episode. But that's pretty much the short answer to that. So uh, I hope that suffices for you. I'll see if I can find that exact episode for you. But thank you so much for for uh, writing in. And I think I said we only had two left before this. We have two left now. Sorry. We have another one here from Andrew from uh, the, the other Andrew. Uh, Andrew writes in Hello Tim, how are you? Congrats on 75 fantastic episodes Enjoyed your last podcast a lot Just got done watching the last episode And really enjoyed it Maybe because I am a big Krillin fan Or a big original Dragon Ball fan This episode really hit me in the feel spot can't wait to hear your opinion on it. Just FYI, the last character we see is Tambourine, one of King Piccolo's disciples. And who was the first one to kill Krillin? Just in case you didn't know, since you were not a big Dragon Ball fan. Thank you for your time. Uh, Andrew, thank you for uh, for writing in, as always. Andrew also kind of brought it to my attention <clears throat> recently that uh, episode 74 of the podcast wasn't showing up in some of the outlets. I don't know if anyone else had a problem with that, but I realized that I put the wrong date on episode 74. So I think that may have messed it up on some of the outlets. Uh, for example, I see that TuneIn still hasn't updated it. Uh, Stitcher has it. iTunes has it and Google Play has it. But there was an, an, an issue with the date. So if that ever happens again and you guys a week goes by and, and, and you don't see that a new episode is up, chances are you should probably just check check one of the other outlets. Um, but always email me and let me know because sometimes I make mistakes when I'm doing the feed and the RSS feed and the coding and shit. <laughs> and these things are so sensitive that if you type the wrong thing once, it could mess up the entire thing. So uh, thanks for letting me know about that too, Andrew. But uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, pretty cool episode. Obviously, we'll get more into this in a minute. But yeah, Tambourine was definitely at the end. I do remember Tambourine. I think he was actually Pic- uh, King Piccolo's kid right didn't king piccolo actually have like children i could be wrong but he definitely was created by king piccolo right so yeah uh and he was the one to kill krillin so yeah this is definitely a nice little easter egg sort of thing there but we'll get more into that in a minute okay andrew thanks a lot one final email here this one's from matt uh matt is a this is the first time writing in as far as i'm aware of matt so welcome Welcome aboard. Glad you're listening. Glad to have you. It says here, yo, Tim, hope everything is well with you. I just wanted to say I'm a big fan of the podcast and I really enjoy hearing your take on Dragon Ball Super. I've been listening since around the beginning of the Destroyer tournament arc, and I can say that this podcast makes my ride to work much more enjoyable. I also follow the Facebook and YouTube pages as someone who has watched all of the subs. My heart still belongs to the English dub as that's what I grew up watching. That being said, it's great to hear your spin on things and you really dissect each episode in a way that showcases things we might have missed watching an episode the first time around. It's a bit of a random question, but I'm curious on your take. Whose training was most beneficial to Goku? Master Roshi, King Kai or Whis? Keep up the good work, man. I look forward to what's in store for the future with this podcast. Matt. Matt. Thank you so much for uh, for writing in. So you've been listening that long and it took you this long to write in. Come on, man. (laughs) I need you guys to write me so I can spend 40 minutes reading emails. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Thanks a lot. Um, Appreciate all the the positive words there. If you haven't had a chance, man, if you want to head over to iTunes or whatever and leave me a review, just kind of sharing that information with everyone. I'd appreciate it. So, wow, that that is one hell of a question there. That is one hell of a question. Whose training was most beneficial to Goku, Master Roshi, King Kai, or Whis? And I know that all of you guys that are listening right now are shouting out your answers. <laughs> Someone's driving to work right now saying, Roshi, no, King Kai, Whis. And you're thinking about it. You're trying to remember every little thing that Goku did with these characters, right? With these, these mentors, these senseis, these masters, because I'm thinking about it too. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm listening. I hear I hear Roshi there, I hear King Kai, I hear Whis. Okay. So here's here's what I think. Man, that's a tough question. Uh let's let's just kinda go through each one and just see if we can sort of recount things that Goku has learned from each one. Now, as always, I don't remember everything. Okay, so if I fuck something up, <laughs> don't hold me again don't hold it against me here. Okay. So let's see. Obviously, Master Roshi, right? Goku's first official teacher right now once again i haven't seen all of dragon ball now i'm sure grandpa gohan taught him a little bit and he probably picked up a little bit here and a little bit there but as far as i'm aware of master roshi was goku's first official teacher obviously there's a lot of training he taught him a lot of shit for most of his life (laughs) i mean especially early on from all the training that he did with Krillin and just everything like that. And, 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 you know, the, the turtle hermit, you know, that whole thing. And gosh, uh, most importantly, he taught him the, the Kamehameha. I mean, you know, he learned that from Roshi, the, the, uh, the, the energy wave. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty huge. Okay. And more, I mean, obviously he learned a lot of things from Roshi over time, but that's probably the biggest contribution that Roshi has made to Goku okay so let's go to king kai obviously goku dies right he goes on snake way he ends up at king kai's planet he tra- He trains with king kai uh he learns a lot of in terms of training on uh, on heavier gravity on king kai's planet so his speed is increased his strength is increased through those trials with bubbles and gregory and all of that he also learned the Koken from king kai i mean king it's named after him so the whole Ken attack is something that was obviously came in handy in very early dragon ball z against vegeta they pretty much forgot about it until like late, much later on in dragon ball super when it was used again uh, in a very cool sort of way in conjunction with super saiyan blue when goku was fighting hit in the destroyer tournament so it came back around and then i believe he also learned the spirit bomb from king kai so Spirit Bomb is something that we've seen several times as well. I mean, geez, you know, he hit Vegeta with that damn thing. Well, he he summoned it. He gave it to Krillin and then Krillin hit Vegeta with it. If I'm remembering correctly, uh, it also comes back later on on Namek when he hits Frieza with it. That massive Spirit Bomb he hits Frieza with it. It doesn't kill Frieza, but it, it does some damage. It pisses him off enough to come back and kill Krillin which makes Goku turn Super Saiyan. So that spirit bomb has played a pretty big role in everything. And, and then later on at the very end of Dragon Ball Z, hell, they hit, he hits Boo with it and kills him, <laughs> right? You know, he, he hit Boo with a fucking spirit bomb and like, so that wiped him out. So can't, definitely cannot undercut the contribution that King Kai has made to Goku and with all of that, okay? Now, last but not least, Whis. Well, I think we know that out of the three, I feel like Whis' contributions have been the least or at least as far as we've seen. We've heard about a lot of training that Goku has done with Whis. We've seen very little of it. And very and, and unlike, unlike Roshi and King Kai, there's no specific sort of technique that we can go to and say Whis taught Goku this. Unless I'm forgetting something. Right. All we can do is say, well, it was because of his training with Weiss and Beerus that he reached Super Saiyan Blue. That's kind of all we can say. Right. Because he didn't even need Weiss to go Super Saiyan God. You know, I mean, not really. I mean, you know, all they had to do was just let him the, the power of five Saiyans or whatever. So, like, you can't even really, you know, give. Weese credit for that I mean Whis may have been the one who brought it up I don't remember exactly but uh, but yeah so I think we can eliminate Weiss <laughs> you know out of those three because I mean it's not only that it's still early right you know who knows it stands to reason that Goku has at, at, at least one more transformation to go through before Dragon Ball Super is over and I don't know exactly how Whis ties into that or if he ties into that at all. So the effects of Weese's training have yet to be seen, right? Because the story isn't over. So for all those reasons, I think we eliminate Whis from the running. So then it comes down to Master Roshi and King Kai. Man, you know what? When I when I first started, when I first read this email, I had an idea of which one I was going to go with. But now that I'm talking about it, I think I'm I think I'm gonna change my mind here. I don't I don't know. I don't know (laughs) it's very tough it's very very tough no you know what i'm going to go with my original idea here here and i want to say master roshi i'm going to say master roshi here's why i'm going to say master roshi the kamehameha wave i mean like that that is goku's signature move right no matter who he's fought no matter what he's going through Ever since a kid up until whatever age he is now, <laughs> even through the remainder of Dragon Ball Z and GT and all the movies, that has been a consistent thing that Goku has used and has always had. Right. So it's kind of hard to just ignore that now. I mean, King Kai, geez, I'm not not to undercut King Kai, like I said, KaOken. It's a very useful technique, but he hasn't used that much. And Spirit Bomb, once again, when it was used, it was used well and it was and it was very impactful. We definitely felt the effects of it, but it hasn't been used that much. You know, when you think about it, it's only been used a handful of times. The Kamehameha. On the other hand, I mean, shit, that's Goku's trademark move, right? So without that it stands to reason that Goku probably wouldn't be as successful of a fighter that he has been. So I'm going to have to say it go. The winner has to go to master Roshi. I'm sure he'd be happy to hear that. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me know if you agree or disagree with that. You know, send me an email. What are you saying? Rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com. If anyone disagrees with that, let me know why. Tell me, tell me how you think we, or King Kai's effects on Goku were more substantial and I'll be happy to read those as well okay man 40 minutes in on this epic 75th episode of Rock the Dragon a Dragon Ball Super podcast with that being said it's time to go and switch over to the episode talk for this week so of course this episode of Rock the Dragon podcast episode 75 is going to cover episode 75 of Dragon Ball Super titled Goku and Krillin back to the old familiar training ground well that's a pretty exciting title right I feel like there's nothing to not like about that title. You know, <laughs> I mean, not only is it not so spoilerific to where, like, it tells you exactly what's going to happen, but um, it tells you that Krillin's going to be in this episode. And not only is, is Krillin going to be in this episode, we're going to get some nostalgia because it tells you back to the old training ground. That's exciting. That reminds me of Dragon Ball Z. That reminds me of Dragon Ball, which is always a good thing. Right. So going into this episode with pretty high hopes uh so it kind of starts off with you know it's times of peace right now so goku's pretty much out in the field gohan chi chi and goten are there um (laughs) goku's you know goku's working did i say gohan or goku a second ago goku is working in the field gohan goten and chi chi are all there though um, and they kind of talk, they're having a conversation about him doing the work and they're saying that the only reason that he's doing any of this work is because he doesn't have anyone to train with right now, which makes perfect sense. Because Gohan would rather be training 24 hours, seven days a week if he could. So they are kind of saying, well, why isn't he training with Whis? Well, apparently Whis had this thing with all the deities and the destroyers and all that shit of the universe is some sort of big universal meeting. So he wasn't able to do it. Uh, well, why isn't Vegeta here? Well, Vegeta just had an attitude for some reason. <laughs> so, and now Goten is telling Gohan, well, that's what we called you. Maybe you can train with him. You know, I don't know why they feel like it's so important for him to train right now, but okay. <laughs> uh, but Gohan is saying, well, Goten, maybe you can train with him. But then Chi-Chi's like, no, I'm not having that. I want him to go study. So Gohan's like, okay, fine. You know, um, the real answer is just one costume change away, and then he changes to Great sam Man. I'm not sure why he did that. I don't know if it was clear as to why he felt like he needed to change into that, because it was almost like he was thinking, well, at least if I do this, Dad won't know it's me. But it's like, no, he, he I mean, he knows. <laughs> he knows you're the Great sam Man, and you know, and it's, I don't know, but it, it was kind of fun. Uh, so then they just kind of spar and I'm not gonna get into you know super detail on this. It, there's a nice little sort of spar, sparring thing that happens here and I actually like it a lot. I mean, it looks good, it, is, it was a fun thing. It's nice to see once again, Gohan looking like Gohan again. You know, it wasn't even just about him being non-violent. It was the fact that he didn't even look like Gohan <laughs> at the beginning of Dragon Ball Super. This looks like Gohan from Dragon Ball Z. They're drawing him a very similar way He has that hairstyle again. Uh, He looks like he's put on a little bit more muscle, hopefully. (laughs) So they just kind of spar, you know, while Chi Chi and Goten are on the sidelines and they got some cool moments here where, you know, Goku says, I just want to test your strength and and see where you're at right now. He powers up the Super Saiyan and then Gohan powers up the Super Saiyan. That helmet comes off. Oh man. And I felt it there. That was a good moment. (laughs) that was a good moment man that's some of the most badass stuff i remember one of my favorite moments in dragon ball z is whenever you know shortly after gohan grew up right after the great saiyan man stuff whenever the new world martial arts tournament began at the very start of the boo saga uh you know remember they were competing and i think gohan was was uh, was set to go up against yamu or Spopovich, one of them yamu And he powers up because remember, it was all a trick. It was all a trick. They wanted him to power up so they could steal his energy and take it back to Bobbity, right? But when he powered up and that, you know, that cape flew off, that and that and that fucking, (laughs) you know, that green vest just kind of came off, and he was just standing there powering up, and you could see the electricity and stuff, and oh man, you know, goosebumps. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna Google it as soon as I'm done recording this. (laughs) Okay? But yeah, it just kinda reminded me of that. It's how badass does he look when he's wearing that a costume without the helmet and he's in Super Saiyan mode. It's just it's just a cool thing. So they go at it and they just kind of destroy everything in the near vicinity and then Chi Chi stops him and says, Hey, (laughs) look what you guys have done. So we get some humor here. But we also get some cool fighting here, and we get a cool father son sort of thing because I do kind of miss that. I do miss the emphasis. You know, Goku doesn't spin it. Everyone says Goku's a terrible father. <laughs> In Super, he's absolutely a terrible father. In Z, I didn't feel like he was that terrible of a father. You know, he was dead half of the time what is he supposed to do about that (laughs) but when there was times of peace he was always taking a bath with gohan or they were all eating together or something like that spending time with him training him we don't see any of that in super and i miss that i don't know if there'll ever be a point in super where goku you know spends time with goten and trains him the way that he did with gohan Probably not because, well, he's so damn strong at this point, right? <laughs> when Gohan was trained, it was almost out of necessity is because they had to f- Goku was dead and Piccolo said, hey, we need someone here strong enough to defend us when Vegeta and Nappa show up. So I'm going to have to train Goku's son. And like you were saying earlier, you know, you guys were saying Gohan never really wanted that life. He was kind of forced into it, but, you know, it worked out for the best. Uh, We don't know if that'll happen with Goten or not, um, at least at this point. Uh, So Goten suggests that Goku train with Krillin because he's kind of, I guess, the I don't know why someone didn't suggest Piccolo. (laughs) I mean, they kind of went through the list of Vegeta and Whis and, you know, and Gohan. It was like no one thought of Piccolo, but that's okay. It's all right. You know, we've seen more of Piccolo than Krillin, I think, at this point. So this is just Krillin. Of course, Krillin is now a police officer. So we have to pan over to him. And just like traditional TV and movies, when we cut to him, he has to be in the middle of action first. (laughs) Right. He's literally in the middle of trying to break up this armed robbery. Okay, and he, he gets he gets shot. He catches a bullet because he's trying to protect one of the police officers. He gets grazed on the arm by a bullet. Uh, which I'm surprised to see that even that a bullet would hurt Krillin. I mean, that's not (laughs) these characters have always been so strong to where they could not be affected by that kind of shit. But all of a sudden now is being I don't know, I guess they're they're probably just using this as an opportunity to say that Krillin has not been training. So he's really weak and maybe now he's weak enough to where a bullet can hurt him, especially if you're not expecting it. Right. Because one thing they have sort of established in this world is that even no matter how strong you are if someone catches you off guard with something it can still do a lot of damage right because your defenses are down your power level is down he probably didn't he probably wasn't powered up because he's just a cop he probably didn't feel like it was necessary whatever so he gets grazed on the arm and goku's like you know how about you go train with me he's saying he doesn't train anymore we go back to the house where 18 and Marin are and we get sort of this scene where you know more 18 is pretty much beating my boy down and I'm like damn you gonna do him like that <laughs> she just kind of beat him down she's just kind of like oh don't worry you know I mean your, your dad he, he got beat he got beat up by some some teeny weeny bank robbers or something like that I mean she's trying to motivate him in the best way that she can remember she is 18 right <laughs> so she's going to be a lot more cold than like say you know I can't even think of another example because I feel like Boma would probably do the same thing Chi Chi would probably be way more angry than that so this is probably the best case scenario for these guys but basically. There's these moments where she's saying some things and Marin is saying some things that's kind of realizing, helping Krillin realize that, okay, maybe I need to get back into training. I don't want my wife to be disappointed in me. I don't want my kid to be disappointed in me. And it's kind of he has a kind of has this little awakening and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Anything that gets Krillin back into the action, I'm down for. So if this makes him want to train again and get back into the fight, fuck, yeah, I'm down. You know, people give Krillin shit, but Krillin's one of my favorite characters. You know, he's always been good for comic relief, and even though he may have not been the strongest in the fights, he always, 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 go back and watch Dragon Ball Z. Even if he couldn't fight, he still played a pivotal role in the fight somehow. Even if it was just buying someone time, or doing this, or throwing somebody a Sensu bean. <laughs> Or you know, communicating something, he was always there in the trenches too. And that's what I love about him. So basically he decides, okay, yeah, it's a good idea for me to train again. They go out into the yard and they just kinda they decide, hey, you know, this is this is taking us back, man. We're having we're having flashbacks here. We're remembering our the old days when we were training with Master Roshi. So they say, Hey, that's that's an idea. How about we go train with Master Roshi again? So we see the direction that this episode is going in, and it's going in a very good direction. I mean, all of this is super cool. We get a shot of them flying to Master Roshi's island. Krillin is back in his gi again. <laughs> he still has his hair. He hasn't cut his hair off, but he's in the gi. So I'll take that. I'll at least take that for now. Uh, but they're flying to Roshi's man, and it's just a cool, nostalgic episode, and just reminds you of them as kids. Um, you know and they're all kind of you know we have to ask ourselves at this point what more can they learn from roshi <laughs> but you know you know I, it's it's nostalgic it's nostalgic and it's it's just it's just cool right because you have to kind of suspend your disbelief here even more so than normal to say that well gosh man goku is so fucking unbelievably strong at this point what does he need with this right but then it, it goes to show that this it's more than just about power levels with these guys, right? Master Roshi always kind of teaches them something that they didn't know or see before about themselves. Um, so that pretty much happens here. But even Roshi himself says, is like, I, what can I possibly teach Goku at this point? He's already obtained divine power. So then Krillin says, well, you can train me and make me a better sparring partner for Goku. So that's kind of how they get around that because It would be kind of hard to be like, you know, what the hell is Roshi going to teach Goku at this point? As strong as he is, (laughs) like what's what's left to learn. But we do get some kind of emotional stuff out of Krillin, which is good. He's getting he's getting back into it. So now it's like Goku is going to be kind of, you know, Krillin's training partner. And we kind of cut to this scene where he's wearing this turtle outfit for some reason. I don't know if this is a throwback to Dragon Ball. I mean, obviously, there always has to be turtles involved (laughs) when Roshi is training someone. I mean, it's just his thing. He's a turtle hermit. Um, But I don't know if it's supposed to be like a weighted suit that's supposed to help with something or it's just supposed to be silly. Uh, Either way, it it makes for some pretty funny stuff. And um, the animation isn't bad here either (laughs) for that matter. You know, I think it's a very cool indication of what's to come when the filler episodes look really good you know and they've been looking consistently pretty good and all this stuff between krillin and goku fighting in the water looks awesome i mean no complaints zero complaints whatsoever about it so eventually they kind of shut it down goku says hey you you actually made that a halfway decent sparring match for me (laughs) goku's passed out later on that night while he's asleep krillin is still training right so we're we're seeing an awakening here in krillin hopefully one that will pay off you know maybe he will just be like from now on i want to focus on being strong again Uh, which would be awesome because we all want more krillin but he has to remain relevant and we know that dragon ball and certainly dragon ball z is notorious for boosting power levels (laughs) you know zenkai boosting people out of nowhere to get in order to for them to keep up with everyone else i don't know how they're going to handle that here i don't know if they're going to do that or not but i know that i'm excited to see krillin kind of getting back into it and he's having a moment with roshi and Roshi's just kind of talking to him and he's going to find a way throughout all of this to 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 become stronger now the next day they the um They're still training with Roshi and Roshi's saying that, you know, today is going to be a challenging training day. And they're saying, like, okay, what are we going to do? He's saying, I'm going to send you on an errand. And they're like, he's going to send us on an errand. But this is what Roshi does. Right. This is very this is Dragon Ball all the way. He will send them on these weird adventures and they don't think they're going to learn anything. And then they end up learning something out of it. So now he's saying that, you know, he needs this rare plant on this island for medicinal reasons because he's old as shit now. Um, and but it's also a race. OK, so this is very much like a lot of the stuff he had them doing as kids, which is super cool because we're taken right back to that place again. <laughs> he even offers up his his girly magazines as a prize. And they're just like, man, we don't need that shit. <laughs> we're, we're we have wives. They don't say that. But I mean, they both have wives and kids, so they clearly know what sex is and they have an actual physical women. Uh, But, yeah, so they head off to this island um, and they kind of find themselves in this jungle sort of situation. And I'm not going to say I predicted what was going to happen here exactly because I, I, you know, I didn't exactly. But this is this there's something about this that seems very familiar. Right. It's it's just one of these things that comes up in, in, in fiction. Not a lot, but it's, you know, it's happened a couple of times where you send the, the master sends the pupil into the forest to learn something, to listen, to learn things, to to, you know, fight themselves or see, you know, their fight their inner selves or come out of it stronger or something like that. It happened in Star Wars. <laughs> You're probably most famously. Uh, it also happened in The Legend of Korra, you know, which is another show that I love. That I talked a lot about. That happened with korra so here we go again so when this happened here i said okay they're going to go in there and they're going to see something that that teaches them a lesson that they need to fight right and boy did they get that they essentially get um oh i'm jumping ahead here they see baba okay <laughs> remember baba master roshi's older sister the little witch who rides around on the uh, the viewing globe or whatever that, crystal ball <laughs> viewing globe this isn't power rangers remember the viewing globe on power i i i i zordon what's in the viewing globe uh yeah sorry that was a terrible alpha impression but uh the crystal ball right so she's there because roshi wants to be able to watch what they're doing through the globe you know this is something they've established before that when she has that thing people can kind of see what's going on wherever she is okay so, yeah, they go going on this race and they find this entrance to this sort of cavern that looks like sort of a demon sort of a thing. And Bama says, this is where your true training begins. So we know they're going to go in there and they're going to see something. And, it is, and it's kind of this dark, sort of spirity force, sort of a thing. It actually kind of reminds me a lot of Avatar: The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra, which is not bad. I like when they do creative things like this. I mean, for a filler episode, they're still finding super creative ways to kind of to kind of do things. And uh, you know, they find themselves sort of surrounded in this pool of, of water. And it's just the animation here is just fantastic. I mean, the, the way this is designed and stylized, the way these trees are just kind of radiating and glowing, it all looks incredibly awesome. And then we get this fog, right? And out of this fog comes all of these villains that they fought before. Okay. They just start kind of emerging. We see Perfect Cell. We see Nappa. We see Frieza. We see the Ginyu Force. I mean, I can see Raccoon's leg. King Piccolo is there. Uh, actually I'm going to pause it and I want to see if I can identify everyone that's in this shot, <laughs> because you know, you guys probably did it too. So let's see here. We already know about tambourine. We mentioned him earlier. Uh, but as far as I can tell, we have, okay. The entire Ginyu Force is there, King Piccolo, tambourine, Frieza, uh, Boo, Vegeta is there Nappa. Okay. So yeah, it's basically all the main sort of villains of Dragon Ball Z plus tambourine right yeah you know the androids aren't there or anything like that but i think it's very interesting that vegeta's there little short early saiyan saga vegeta is in this shot so that's pretty much where the episode ends man so let's just go ahead and say the next episode is probably gonna be pretty fucking badass <laughs> because if they have to fight all of these people you know they, Whatever's going on here is obviously some sort of spiritual thing, or you know, your fog of lost souls is what it was called on Korra. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it'll be pretty dope to see exactly what happens with that. And, uh, all in all, pretty solid episode of, of the show here. Super looking forward to see what happens next. What do you think about it? What are you saying? See me an email or rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com this is episode 75 remember there's more stuff coming i know i didn't really get into other topics like i normally do on you know i did an episode 50 and episode 25 sorry (laughs) i hope this is still suffice for you guys but uh you will be getting bonus things do not forget right now up on the youtube channel is a massive video of me talking about dragon ball fighters including footage of me playing the game footage from the game my opinions on the latest dlc my history with it all sorts of things so i have that up for you guys commentary tracks coming very very soon stay tuned for that but uh, i think i'm going to end it here at a perfect 60 minutes at one hour guys uh so until next time for rock the dragon podcast i'm tim bridgewater and i will see you guys next time